Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com. Reminder as well, we continue here for every 10 100-ounce bars of silver you purchase through a depository account. You will get one 10-ounce bar absolutely free. And if you're using our RSP account, we'll get into those a little later on in the show. Every one gram of gold uh, you will receive for every $5,000 U.S. invested in that account. Some conditions apply. And as always, get the investor kit and the precious metal advisor. Sign up for that if you haven't already. Darren, how are you, pal? Not too bad, John. How are you doing? Good. Excellent. Excellent. We have a lot to talk about this week okay. because uh, once again, silver and gold rebounded from their lows of last week up into slightly new territory week over week, but again, back into that range of $18 for silver and 1300 for gold, which is bound uh, to propel them much higher in the short to medium term. So we are watching some things right now. And uh, let's just start with the year to date on both gold and silver. As I tape this show with Paul and Jeremy on Friday, silver's gain year to date now stands at 25.26%, while gold's gain year to date is uh, healthy just over 20%. So silver's really starting to move here. And uh, both metals definitely retraced where they came from last week prior to their pullbacks which presented really good opportunities for our clientele if you're in the market for physical silver and Mm -hmm. gold. So let's say thank you to those that took the plunge and decided to open up registered accounts this week, whether it was a TFSA or RRSP or RESP or Lira accounts, all of the types of registered accounts, to those that bought gold and silver and decided to put it into our depository, and to those that decided to just pick it up and take it home with them, congratulations on these tremendous buys. Good buying points were had uh, throughout the week. And as we sit here on Friday, uh, we are staring at a barrel of new problems around the world, John. So that's what we're going to focus on in today's show. Just just a barrel? Just a barrel. There's Several a few barrels. Fairly, millions of barrels. I had a really interesting conversation with a customer who just got involved in holding physical precious metals in their RSP. Excuse me. And uh, he was talking with his very local bullion dealer uh, that he uses uh, on a a frequent basis. And uh, the... The bullion dealer was being very protective of him about his investment, saying, you know, he he was very suspect of the customer's ability to actually own physical precious metals. Because being able to do this is still so brand new to the industry that it doesn't matter what bank or what fund opens where they say or they claim to have allocated gold, and they may have it. And there, and there may definitely be physical gold or silver backing it, but does the client get unencumbered access to see their own personal product? And that's that's the key to this investment, is that we're allowing customers to own physical gold, physical silver. It's fully allocated to them. They have a sub-account that they use, which shows that this product is theirs, and it's held outside the banking system. And the reason that's important is because there's a... a, a a sense out there amongst a lot of people, and we see these articles and we'll talk about them today, of course, where people are starting to distrust what they see. They're saying, well, you know, the banks are printing a lot of money and companies are just dealing with mergers and acquisitions and there's nothing really being created here, but there's been a whole lot of money being created and there's low interest rates. So so where do you go to protect wealth? How long can this keep going? And within this environment where there's a lack of trust, gold and silver shine. 
but we want to do it where the client's going to feel absolutely protected and that they can trust what they're holding and that's the key here well, if you're holding a here, if you're holding a stock what are you holding that can go to zero if you're holding a fund who really has ownership of that product so i feel that with this investment anyone who takes a look at it more closely can see that it's very easy to trust when you own the product and it's yours and you can visit it well especially if it's in a regist- registered account a registered retirement an rsp a tfsa uh, a lift anyone a lira any one of those products we work with questrade they are the custodian of the product they uh, look after all the paperwork. They are the, the ones that report to the government uh, if it's an RRSP or a TFSA for mm-hmm. your deductions. But we do the purchasing and we do the allocating of the metal for them. We've made it so easy for customers to open an account, place an order, have the product put into a safe, secure depository, an IRIC approved depository, and giving the client the bar numbers. Um, we've had terrific terrific response and you know we've encouraged our clients a little bit we're giving a gram of gold when you put five thousand dollars us into an account mm-hmm. uh, some customers are not even prepared to you know get it but you know we send it to them anyway and they're very happy to get it but the service that we're giving to the client is incredible we send at the beginning of the month the bar numbers to the client um quest trade re- releases the payment to our supplier. We are just doing the purchasing of the buying and the selling, and it makes it very, very simple. To the, One of the best ways to own gold and silver basically isn't a TFSA right now because that's a tax-free saving account. If you have, you can put up to 46500 Canadian. If you haven't made an investment, you know, right now it's about $5,000 a year that you can put into it. It's a great way to save and cost average, you know, whether silver right now is trading, you know, at 17 and change, whether it trades at $50, if you purchase gold and silver every year, you know, whether you buy it monthly, whether you buy it yearly, cost averaging, it's a great, great investment. It's something that's going to insure your capital. It's an insurance policy against money printing. It's against confiscation of your wealth. Every time a government prints money, they water down your buying power. What would you rather have in in your safe deposit bank, safe deposit box? Some paper that says, I own gold or silver, or would you prefer to have literally physical gold or silver? Whether you want to put it into a safe deposit box or whether you want to put it into a depository or whether you, you you have it safely stored in your own home. Gold and silver is the way to go, the physical product, not buying paper. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Yeah, I think this is all about the, the trust factor. Having the physical gold in your hand is, is about trust. It's saying, I don't trust the paper money system. I want somewhere to, to store the value. And I think the other part of it, why people are choosing Guildhall as well, is because we are relationship-based in the sense that no other firm is really going to go out of their way to send serial numbers and give you that transparency. And I think customers are really responding to that as well. And when you look at the market as a whole, you can see that it's falling in line with what expectations are. Two articles this week, one of which was called Gold and Silver Buying Hits Three-Year High, and another which is uh, ECB Monetary Amphetamine Propels Gold to Best Starts in 79. Well, these two articles are really 
just talking about where gold and silver are going and what as a result of the market in in regards to quantitative easing, money printing, bond buying programs, what is propelling gold and silver. Now, both metals pulled back a little bit over the uh, course of the last week and a half. And for us, this first quarter in 2016 represents the highest amount of product bought since 2011 for us. So this is a big thing. And here in this article that I had from Gold Eagle called Gold and Silver Buying Hits Three-Year High, the same thing was being said of another large American uh, bullion dealer in the sense that demand for gold and silver reached a three-year high there. Now, they're saying that overall trading was the highest it's been since 2013 there, and that the market reaction was described as basically um, get it while you can because the expectation is that the both metals will be going higher. There's two drivers behind this buying spree. The first is the fact that, of course, both metals came down in price. Gold fell about 7% from its peak of 1300 while silver sold, uh, sold off around 10% from its peak of around a little over $18 an ounce. So both metals represented tremendous value. And of course, you saw that going up. But the second driver there was the fact that um, there is a market reaction here that's really happening. And it's really starting to propel mainstream investors that were getting headlines from uh, telling us this is the time to delve in into these metals uh, markets. This article called the ECB Monetary Amphetamine Propels Gold to Best Start Since 79 was a Bloomberg article, which you typically don't see in the mainstream. It was by um, an author named Luzian Javier, and it says, I quote, once again, gold is getting a boost from central banker, only this time it's not Janet Yellen. The European central bank, led by Mario Draghi, plunged into the corporate bond market on Wednesday, buying the debt of some of the continent's biggest companies. ECB buying of government bonds has pushed yields down to records, with more than 40% of securities in the Bloomberg Eurozone Sovereign Bond Index offering negative yields. The next paragraph immediately after that says, as a result, gold has rallied some 20% this year, its best start since 1979 as low interest rates boost the appeal of the metal. So this is what you're getting in terms of people responding finally in the mainstream, and you're getting an about face from a lot of the larger investors, the likes of George Soros, and we're going to bring up again Mr. Druckenmiller, Stanley Druckenmiller, big, huge head fund manager, and of course, that's something that's very, very exciting to see for us, but tells us it's only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, this ECB monetary amphetamine um, article will be in our, our PMA this week, and it does again just go to show that that people aren't stupid. They see that 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 ECB is printing money, that they're buying stock of companies, buying back bonds. That all that all that's happening right now, and this is going to be pointed out in the next article we talk about about Druckenmiller, is that all all the monetary stimulus is going just to keep things propped up. It's not going as Paul always talks about. It doesn't put a spade in the ground. It doesn't actually go to to, to trying to create jobs or anything like that. It's just about propping up the the bankers and propping up the the system for now. And so, you know, people are calling BS on that, and they say, I want out. I want a different way of, of being involved. And also, you can't just sit there and watch stocks keep going up and, and not not go down where these valuations are ridiculous at this point. You want to find something that's undervalued. And it's it's just a question of fiat currencies being overvalued, gold and silver clearly being undervalued. This is one of the reasons why Charles de Gaulle back in, in the late 60s 
turned to the U.S. and said, send me my gold. I don't want your U.S. dollars. You've been printing money like crazy. I know gold's undervalued, right? This is what happened in the 70s. This is why Nixon and, and the central banks had to go off the gold standard because they couldn't afford it anymore. So we see this happening. Others see it happening. They know it's time to get into the market. They know that gold is undervalued even at these levels. Silver's undervalued even at these levels. And they're a perfect way to protect wealth and grow it as well. And if you're coming to Guildhall, it's very simple. Go to the website, call the number that John gives out. Remember, it's physical, folks. If you're going to buy silver or gold through Guildhall Wealth Management, be prepared to bring a wheelbarrow if it's silver. It's very bulky and heavy, but you can store it. You can put it into your registered funds. A TFSA, we're going to talk about in the next segment a little bit more. An RSP option, RESP for the kids' education. There's lots of options when you come to Guildhall, but all of it is physical. When we come back, we're going to talk about why it's silver's time to shine. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number that Darren speaks of online to guildhallwealth.com. Yeah, we'll talk a little more about the RSP. And for now, as we continue here, uh, for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account, they will give you a gram of gold. And if you're purchasing 10 100-ounce bars of silver through the depository account, you will receive one 10-ounce bar absolutely free. Lots more of The Real Money Show coming right up. Talk Radio, AM640. one silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website you want to go to. Darren, pick it up where we left off after the break. Well, we were talking about a great article called ECB Monetary Amphetamine Propels Gold to Best Starts in 79. And essentially what this is, is it's a realization that interest rates aren't going to rise, that there's a ton of buying in terms of corporate bonds and all kinds of money printing happening. It's still going on. It's still excessive. And uh, it's an illusion, John. You know we've had a, a favorite theme over the years of talking about the headlines behind the headlines, you the bet. truth behind the headlines. Well, one is the the illusion of falling unofficial, as I call them, but they say official, unemployment uh, rates. Last Friday's unemployment report in the U.S. featured the headline unemployment rate falling from 5% down to 4.7%. Some of our listeners might have, in fact, watched this week as Obama was actually on Jimmy Fallon's show, the late night show, and he talked about all the various things he had done while in, uh, while in power. And, of course, these are all positive, nothing negative, of course. Of course. Which is a huge move lower in terms of the unemployment rate, which he brought up. About the only encouraging aspect of that report is that markets largely ignored the fantasy headline for a change and focused on the ugly details because they were ugly, man. Nearly everyone acknowledged the report as bad news and markets reacted accordingly. We had a big pullback in stocks and, of course, gold and silver began to rally again. All but one, Janet Yellen and her crew at the Federal Reserve who obviously have to see through the phony statistics because they are so reluctant to tighten monetary policy. Publicly, however, they talk about job growth and the wonders their stimulus policies have worked. Now, President uh, Obama and Clinton, perhaps the next president, we don't know, they have also been talking triumphantly about putting people back to work. And Obama has been parading around the country talking about the fabulous economic recovery that he's led. And that's just hogwash, absolute hogwash. They prefer to focus on the headline number and not to ask questions. But the truth is the unemployment rate has fallen to levels not seen since 2008 financial crisis on paper only, on paper. It's like magic and it's just like a David Copperfield story, you know, a trick or the Statue of Liberty disappearing. The contradiction in their data just keeps getting bigger though. The phony unemployment rate and the percentage of population with a job, which readers get by digging into the report deals, uh, details, both keep falling. 
So they're going to propel themselves out to the front headlines, get out in front with the media, tell them it's a positive report, but slowly over time, we're starting to see their confidence in the public, especially erode. And this is exactly why you get a result in people buying more things like gold and silver. These are two um, assets which act as insurance. They act to protect your portfolio against uncertain times. And the explanations they're using to give you the sense that the economy is proving is getting more outlandish as the days go by. We're told people are voluntarily leaving the workforce in droves, which is a lie. Prosperity is high, which is a lie. And that folks are retiring early, which is a lie. They're being forced to go from full to part-time, from part-time into early retirement. I've seen so many people here in Canada have to go through this process already. In the last two years, I know somebody very dearly to me, my mother who passed, forced into retirement early because of the economic climate. Uh, And that's continuing to happen around the country. So people need to pay attention to those trends. And even if it's for the next 10, 15 years, have these high quality assets like gold, silver and natural fancy color diamonds in their portfolio. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. So so essentially this is a bit of the establishment parading out the the king who has no clothes. That's correct. It's a last it's almost like an Alamo of aren't his robes grand? Are isn't the jewelry he's wearing spectacular, you know? It's, it seems like it's that sort of sort of thing. Like we'll just sit there and say, nope, everything is absolutely great. I always think of, I think it was on the late show uh, years ago where they had a falling um, uh, correspondent and he was just saying how was, things were I great. Was, I think it was Cudlow falling off the top of it. But how's things going? Good so far. Boom. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's all the same thing. But when you get back to this, the, what the jobs they created, they created 38,000 jo- new jobs. Uh, in the month of May, then they went back and changed 57,000 jobs uh, added to loss. But I was reading an article that was really in-depth from somebody from the Hopkins Institute. And the way they actually capture these figures of job growth or jobs that they create is based on seasonal over the last six years. In actual fact, they're saying they've created over the last six years 114,000 jobs a year. In fact, it's 107,000 when they start doing some corrections. So up to date this year, in actual fact, in the month of May, they lost jobs. They didn't create 38,000. They actually lost. So it's a Ponzi. It's, you know, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. But on paper, it looks good. It's all going to fall on the next president of the United States. That's the person that's going to take the blame. If it's a Republican, uh, they're going to take the blame for the for the Democrats. Democrats are going to also take the blame. Uh, if Clinton gets in, it's going to be voodoo, voodoo economics. Um, someone is going to take the fall. If you look at what's going on in the world, Europe is a basket case. Greece is kept keeps getting bowed out, bowed out because they don't want to break up the European Union. They've got a migration problem from the Arab countries. They're parked, you know, whether it's in Germany, whether it's, you know, on the beaches now of Greece, it's incredible. You know, I was watching something on CNBC this morning about one of the largest Italian banks. Their capital is down to three-tenths of 1% capital. That's almost bankrupt. No banks have that type of capital. It's 10 15% is what they need. Europe, you know, is... Uh, you know, Draghi keeps on coming out. He's buying up 
bonds and God knows what else from companies, anything that they can put the money in because it's low interest rates. The stock market has done extremely well in the US. It's come back from 2011 at zero, virtually zero interest rates. Of course, if you're going to get a 3 4% dividend, you can't get money by putting your money in the bank. So where can you put your money? You've got to put it into stocks that give you dividend, or you can put it into real estate. You know, they've bumped up. I said two weeks ago, uh, we were talking about Wells Fargo, that are now giving back to the same old BS, 3% down yes. on homes. Toll Brothers in the States, their average home on apartments, and these are luxury apartments, are $850,000. The people that are getting left behind are the first home buyers, young people. You know, they can't come up with $850,000 on average. You know, these are homes that are a million and a half, some are $600,000, and you average it out, you come out of eight fifty. Nobody can come up with the type of money. So 3% down is going back to the same problem we had with the subprime. You're going to hook people in. They're not going to be able to pay. Interest rates eventually will have to go up. What does 2% or 3% interest do on a 2 or 3% loan now? Hmm. It means people won't be able to pay. It's going to double their payments. It's the same BS all over. I mean, it makes me so angry because I can see it. The emperor has got no clothes. Somebody has to say it. The emperor has got no clothes. Get into a hard asset. Gold and silver have obviously over the last five years been beaten up. Real estate's gone up. The stock market's gone up. There's going to be a correction. So what's going to go happen? It's like pistons. One's going to go up. One's going to go down. Get into gold and silver and a natural fancy color diamond, and you're going to do extremely well. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com, Darren. John, it's never enough to tell people. You have to show them, and this is the truth when it comes to, to statistics. Mark Twain had an interesting quote, and I read it once in a book, and it says, there are three kinds of lies, lies, damned lies, and statistics. <laughs> and the opportunity to share with people who are listening to this show the truth about the American workforce, the largest of its kind in the world, of course, the one that sets the tone for the rest of the global economy, is interesting because if you look at, and I pulled these stats from James Quinn of The Burning Platform, He's done a great job in looking past these headlines and pulling some interesting facts. And he says, since 2007, the workforce in the U.S. has grown by 21 million people. That's fantastic. That's the headline. That's what the people would use out in the media. However, the number of actual employed people has only grown by 5 million. Big difference. The labor participation rate has actually plunged from 66% in 2007 down to 62% as we speak, the lowest of its kind since it's the 1%. 1970s. Well, 66 down to 62.6. Yeah, but the other one's growing 5%. It's 1%. Yeah, right. The labor, the number of Americans who have left the workforce, allegedly because their lives are so fulfilled and they're doing so well in the retirement, <laughs> is 16 million. Meanwhile, enrollment for the food stamp program and social security and disability programs is through the roof. Of the 5 million jobs added since 2007, only 2 million of them were full-time and essentially one of the largest hit arenas, which housed well over a million jobs, was uh, the mining industry, which basically lost 207,000 jobs, full-time jobs within the last 24 months alone. The percentage of men aged 25 to 54, which are prime working years, 
are not working is at an all-time high. And if you look at real median household income using the official CPI, Mm -hmm. not the actual CPI that we know, but the official CPI, which is also very highly manipulated, it's still 1.3% lower today than it was in 2007. Wages are stagnating and real actual inflation, while at 2.3% gain for your wages, real actual inflation is exceeding 5% on the street. So these are true facts. These are the things that you have to deal with. And these are all of the parts of the puzzle that add up to telling you if you do have money, if you are able to protect yourself to get a quality asset like physical gold, physical silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. I think you left the, the best one for last there, Darren, because that's really highlighting the fact that monetary stimulus and can erode capital through inflation and it doesn't matter how much money you create that's got to go somewhere and people end up having to pay more for the same amount of goods and that's what we're seeing over the last over the last decade and a half where you know anyone can see that the government says inflation's at two percent maybe less they go to the grocery store they fill up their car with gas because gas is still still over a dollar a liter right now and oil is is still really low so inflation is there and anyone who says inflation is probably feeling it more like seven to eight percent a year well on a 10-year basis you're losing 70 percent of your purchasing power and you know what the fact is that it all leads back to one clear set of goals if you're an investor focus in on quality assets and focus in on the assets that you can own tangibly So let's move on to diamonds. We're going to take a break. We promise you we're going to tell you why it's silver's time to shine. And in the fourth segment, we're going to tell you about one of the world's largest hedge fund managers and why he's buying gold right now. In the meantime, get this number down, one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. If you're investing in these metals, physical metals, uh, for every 10 100-ounce bars of silver you purchase through a depository account here at Guildhall, you will get one 10-ounce bar absolutely free. As far as RSP is concerned, the registered funds for every $5,000 U.S. invested in RSP account, you'll get a gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall. Some conditions apply. Go to the website for lots more details. Real Money Show continues. News. Talk Radio AM 640. 1-877-8-SILVER, online to guildhalldiamonds.com. Guys, do the diamond segment. You had a uh, big week. You had a seminar and the JCK show. Yeah, Paul? Yeah, we were in Las Vegas. Um, nice. We, you know, had lots of meetings and we looked looked at lots of product. I got to tell you, it's getting harder and harder to find the type of product that we sell at Guildhall. The quality, the color is getting incredibly hard. Um, We've been doing a lot of research with the Colored Diamond Research Foundation, and Jeremy, maybe you can kind of add to that about the rarity of the product that we sell. While we were at the JCK, we made some purchases. Um, We purchased an incredible 0.72 Vivid Argyle Purposely Pink VS1 stone. We just got some of the information on this year's Argyle tender and there's a just a couple of vivid purposely pinks that they're putting into the tender so I you know I'm smart enough to know what is great value and how these diamonds are going to go up you know 30 40 percent a year because 
Uh, this year's tender, you know, it's held in Perth, Australia. It's held in New York and Hong Kong. Um, I know they're going to be bidding. We bid last year 40% more than we did the year before. We never won a stone. This year it's going to be even crazier because that Argyle mine is closing very shortly. It's slim pickings now, right? It is. It's just, you know, with the type of product that we've always been able to procure and and help collectors get involved in, a lot of them are considered extremely rare. And from according to the Fancy Color Research Foundation, above extremely rare is one of a kind. And those are the diamonds that you're seeing at auction for $5 million. Um, You know, so essentially, if you want to have an extremely rare diamond, you're going to be paying over half a million dollars Mm -hmm. to get into that level. And what that means is, it, it's a diamond that will come to market once every few years. So a diamond that comes to auction, you know, after some after a family has held it for 20 years is part of that, right? To get up to yeah. a superstone is a, is a diamond like that um, the Oppenheimer blue that that sold for record-breaking pricing like uh, a couple weeks right? ago or a month ago now where it it's a superstone. It should be in a museum. Right. So yeah. Guildhall is 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 below Superstone and below one of a kind, although we've had one of a kind diamonds before. And we're at extremely rare and and very rare. And what that means is that the diamonds, again, if we look at intense yellows, which right now would sell for give or take twenty five thousand Canadian, is something where you're looking at maybe twenty diamonds a year of that nature coming to market. And it's the it's the entire globe fighting for those twenty diamonds, and Guildhall might see six or seven of those throughout the year, and so we're talking about over the last thirty years, less than five hundred diamonds like this, and then you start to realize, well, that's why eight years ago or six years ago, I should say, someone paid thirteen thousand for it. They're getting maybe twelve percent increase on value every year. The following year, someone's paying 17000 for it to get that same 11% a year. And today, people have to pay $25,000 to get that same 11 12% a year. So that's, that's what's great about natural fancy colored diamonds. That rarity alone keeps a floor in the market and keeps the, that floor constantly rising where the next buyer who comes in has to pay more. Now, for Paul and I and Darren... We understand that. We get it. We know we're going to pay more this year for for this diamond or that diamond. And this year at the show, we were really focused on trying to find a blue or a green diamond. That was our focus. You know, we've got some good yellows in in the portfolio. We've got got great yellows in the portfolio. (laughs) We've got more internally flawless flawless yellow stones than anybody in the world. I can say that because, and the same with the pinks, we have VS. I got a compliment yesterday from one of our dealers that called me up and and said, you know, I bumped into such and such in Las Vegas, and they just commended Guildhall on the quality of diamonds and how they keep up how do they find yellow internally flawless and how do they find pinks argyles vs because there's none out there so it was a great compliment to get from a from a dealer Mm. that called me back to say you know they think the world of you because you've kept your standards so high. One eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhalldiamonds.com you've got to see the collection when you go there so 
we're at the the show. We're really looking for for blues and and green diamonds. And to speak to Paul's point as well about quality is it also comes down to color in terms of is this intense yellow closer to a fancy or is it closer to a vivid? And this is something that you cannot get from a GIA report alone. It will say intense, but it won't say where that color lies. It's not like the color diamond market has has got that scale down the way they do with white diamonds where it's either a D quality or it's an E quality or an F where they've got that scale. They don't have that for colored diamonds. You have to go by eye. And so what's great about going to the show before I get back to the blues and greens is we can go from booth to booth and say, okay, show me your, your internally flawless yellows and get a sense of, if you have, if you have them and, and you know, they'll pull out one or two and and you kind of get a sense of the color and that was something that really stood out to me this year was that we could go to a booth and see a couple of the the vivid yellows or an intense yellow and already notice right away that that wasn't really the strength of color we, we were looking for. And um, in terms of blues and greens, we were really looking for that. But when we saw the vivid pink, we knew what it was, what how rare that diamond would be and you you just know a diamond and you know you'll never see it again and so you jump on it and so while we weren't really seeing the blues and greens that we were looking for we knew that this is something that we could really jump on and get behind and and that is experience that is the experience of letting letting go of certain diamonds like having that blue vivid and we sold it and it's great we made money you know this is kind of one example that we use all the time but you know, you you get a sense of of where that could be in ten years, and it's something we're showing a lot of our customers as well. Is okay. We were showing this yesterday, Darren. This idea that okay, here's the appraisal, and in four or five years, the diamond is selling for that appraised price. And where could it be in another five years? Right. This idea of under seeing the projection of that value through the appraisal. Well, well, we don't. Well, we don't sell diamonds at the appraised price. Our diamond price. I mean, we're basically a second-tier wholesaler. Um, so the price is: if you see a diamond, it's appraised at a hundred thousand. We may be selling that diamond for fifty, fifty-five thousand dollars, but in four or five years, that diamond we're selling for a hundred thousand dollars, and that's what's happening in, with pink diamonds, and especially with vivid over a carat and a half. They're just going through the roof, especially IF with very, very deep full saturated color it's incredible they're hard to find as we said you know we stop at a couple of booths and we say you know do you have any internally flawless there's no point in going past somebody and we see vs vs si1 si1 that's not what we sell that's not the product we sell we only sell internally flawless in yellows and vs quality in pinks so paul got very excited there for a second darren but we were talking last night about this idea of looking at the appraisals and getting a sense of where the value is going right well, it's a useful tool because what we love most about owning a colored diamond is the fact that the process is repeatable. You can do this over and over and over again. And not only can you do that, you can take the principle that you laid out for your very first diamond and roll it over into your next diamond and do that continually as time goes on uh, through the process of buying and selling. Now, buying and selling should be noted that this is not something that is like flipping a house. You don't get it, uh, you know, and hope for in three months, four months to put a little bit of budget into it, finish the basement and flip it <laughs> and sell it at a profit. 
owning a colored diamond is all about low risk, low volatility, being able to sleep at night and not having to worry about all those repairs and all of those things that you do when you're trying to flip a home. This is about the consistency of gain that you get over the long term and about choosing milestones, points in your life to decide when to use the value of that diamond that has accrued over 10, 15, or 20 years. And we talked about it last night at the seminar. And uh, when we come back in segment four, I I think we should continue with it for a few minutes before we close out the show on metals. And you've you've said before, Jeremy, that I don't think you've said it in a while, that these, these diamonds have never come down in 40 years. Right. No, um, you know, in in terms of the overall market, we did yeah. see, uh, according to the Fancy Color Research Foundation, yellow diamonds as a whole. So we're talking from included yellows, fancies, fancy lights, all the way up to some vivids as a whole. Uh, for a quarter or two in two thousand nine, I believe they did drop. Um, but to me, I think that's a question of. You know, I, you could speak to Paul about this. All diamond dealers are a little short on their cash as they're always trying to buy that next parcel. Right. And it seems to me that back then they might have given up some of the, the yellows to hold on to pinks or whatnot. But we also noticed the market bounce back very quickly. It was the only time in history that we've ever seen something like that. And, of course, the, the market caught up as well. So, you know, that that's really a, a little blip. But what we saw at Guildhall is we never saw any of those uh, – any of our our diamonds go down because they're so rare it doesn't it's not it's not a fair comparison to shop an extremely rare diamond or a very rare diamond against something that's more to the common side it's like a bugatti versus a used corolla correct well the funny thing is you know i i sold a client yesterday a a diamond that they actually didn't even get into the seminar they came into my office and i actually sold them a 137 fancy vivid yellow internally flawless an unbelievable stone but I showed them, you know, some of the appraisals f- over the last five years, where a stone, for example, or vivid that we were selling, you know, for thirty-five thousand dollars, today is selling for seventy-five and eighty thousand dollars, and the appraisal is now, you know, the appraisal back then was seventy-five thousand dollars. But they paid thirty five, and today that appraisal is one hundred and seventy five, and they're selling for seventy five and eighty thousand wow. dollars. A stone of that quality, one point three seven, you know, there's only four or five stones like that come out a year that are cut and polished. So how rare, how beautiful, how stunning a stone like that is, and it's something that you're going to make money. You can, Jeremy said, you can sleep at night if you're not in. You know, a lot of people know real estate. A lot of people you know, get into financial advisors, they trust their advisor, you know, you walk into a bank and you buy an RSP and some 18-year-old will say to you, are you aggressive or a passive investor? And you put your money in and you don't even know what you bought. You know, when you buy a diamond, you're buying something that you can put away. If you're looking to retire in 10, 15 years' time, you're looking to put your kids through university, this is the best investment that you can make for that for your kids or for your retirement. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com. We'll flip back over to guildhallwealth.com as well. Check out both those as we take a short break. More of The Real Money Show coming up. Talk radio, AM 640. 1-877-8-SILVER online to guildhallwealth.com is where we're going to go. Darren, take us home for the last 10 minutes here. Well, we mentioned in the last segment the idea and concept of milestones when it comes to colored diamonds. So let's get started there. As we spoke at uh, our seminar last evening, it became very apparent that a lot of people nowadays are looking to find out as much as they can about alternative investments. It's a very 
quickly expanding segment in the investing world. And of course, this also includes gold and silver. And while we presented last night, both Jeremy and I wanted to touch base on a concept that really, really lends itself well to colored diamonds. And when you're buying a colored diamond, we mentioned this isn't your quick flip opportunity unless you're a millionaire, unless you're looking to buy a very sizable blue or red at a wholesale and try then to set it or take it to auction to try to sell the diamond. Now, that being said, the average person is going to have a lifespan of five years or more minimum on a colored diamond, and many will hold for 10 to 20. Now, when you're thinking about buying a colored diamond, these are the things you're thinking about. Low risk, low volatility, consistent return, and repeatable process. But when it comes time to sell, you also have to think about the exit strategy. And what we said last night in the seminar and what we will continue to say is that you should use milestones to determine or help determine what type of holding time would be appropriate for a stone. For example, if you have a 10-year-old and you'd like that 10-year-old to pursue a post-secondary education, perhaps at an esteemed university or college, and you want to pay for that and you need an investment to help do that, then perhaps you take that 10-year approach, 8-year approach, and you set your budget accordingly based on what your needs will be in 8 to 10 years. That is one milestone. Another is retirement, as Paul said in the segment before. Another is vacation home buying. You're about to retire. Another good milestone. There are so many of them, dozens and dozens. But we suggest when you're doing that, you're keeping in mind the long-term effects of owning a diamond. It will continue to increase in value, and there will come a time when it's like icing on the cake. You're getting your cake. You get to eat it. You get to have the icing as well. And, of course, it becomes one of those things things that as time goes on, gets better and better with age. So that's something that we want to make certain you're thinking about when you're colored diamond shopping or when you're thinking about making an investment in colored diamond, because this is where the real money is made. It's made doing it that and taking that approach. That being said, let's move back into precious metals for a minute. Mm-hmm. Suffice it to say, check the site, the colored diamond site as often as you can pay attention to your emails. We're doing a lot of inventory updating right now, and there are some significant opportunities for investors in the short term that'll be presented to our clientele uh, over the coming weeks. And of course, we'll have that diamond that Paul brought back from the JCK show with Jeremy uh, very shortly. Getting back to silver and gold, I said that we would touch base on why it's silver's time to shine. And I brought with me an article from Seeking Alpha. This was an article that came out on June the 8th. And in the summary, highlights three different reasons as to why it's silver's time to shine. The first, it says, is silver finally broke out of its trading range on June the 8th and should lead the precious metals complex higher from here. The second is we had a very mild intermediate cycle low, which caught many by surprise. Pullbacks may be short and swift from now on as we rally higher. That is really highlighting what we've talked about at length here on the show as higher highs and higher lows within a rally. And the third point was the white metal is not stretched above its 200-day moving average to the extent that some stocks are. Furthermore, it usually outperforms gold by a solid margin, which it is not doing quite yet. That being said, as we do this show, tape this show on Friday, we are starting to see silver outperform by margin on the year gold. Silver year to date is up 26.5%, while gold is up 20.5%. So silver is starting to rally a little further than what uh, gold is doing. And of course, we aren't the only ones who believe this. 
1-877-8-SILVER, online to guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy. Yeah, there was a, an article put out by Adam Mancini this week titled, Why One of the World's Greatest Billionaire Investors Thinks You Should Buy Gold. Now, we've been ta- we've talked about Stan Druckenmiller over the last little while because he is starting to invest in gold. Um, but he recently laid out a case for why he thinks gold is a good investment. Number one, he thinks that the outlook for U.S. stocks is quite bearish and that uh, gold being a currency is an excellent store of value, something that we've talked about at, uh, at length on this show. And then, of course, that uh, because parts of the, go- the globe are experimenting with negative rates, this gives uh, gold an easy way to carry in terms of uh, the carrying cost for that. Uh, the bearish, you know, the, looking at stocks so far uh, in the last couple of years, you know, you look at the earnings of it, you look at what they're doing right now, capital-wise, what they're doing with the capital, and, and Druckenmiller starts to point out that most of these companies aren't putting it into to R&D the way they used to, but they're putting it into acquisition and mergers. And so they're not really producing anything, and this is why he thinks that they're incredibly overvalued right now and that something is about to happen. So he's really keyed in on the idea of storing your wealth, keeping it protected, and of course, gold is very much undervalued. And even at today's price, it's undervalued. Now, I've spoken to a few customers here and there who who get concerned about the, the current exchange rate situation between Canadian dollars and U.S. dollars because we do have to buy gold and silver in U.S. dollars. And... As a Canadian, we can as Canadians we can remember when that exchange rate was on par, and we all hope that it could be on par again. That our dollar could be as strong as the U.S. dollar, and that's a relative thing. If you think the U.S. dollar should remain strong, but that you know, how often in history has the Canadian dollar been on par? Well, we know that one of the times it was on par was back in 2011, when of course the price of silver was up at at near fifty dollars an ounce. Anyone can go online and look at a chart and see how the, the, the value of the Canadian dollar tracks the value of oil. So it's very interesting. And whenever we ask customers, well, what do you think is going to drive value into the Canadian dollar? Lowering interest rates won't do it. Raising interest rates might. But that would, that would destroy the housing market in Canada right now. So Canada, just like the U.S., is between a, a rock and a hard place. They're not going to raise rates. They're not going to stimulate the dollar. If anything, it'd probably get weaker. So we're going to have to depend on the U.S. dollar to get weaker. Now, if, if I were to ask anyone right now, what do you think would happen to the price of gold or silver if the U.S. dollar got weaker? Chances are they're going to say, well, that makes sense. The, mm-hmm. the, the value of gold would rise. So we're in a bit of a pickle that sense that if you've held gold for the last year and a half, you've done okay because you've gained on that exchange. Exchange rates are the way they are. You can't put off a vacation because the, you're waiting for, for, for us to go back to par for you to go to Miami or Vegas or New York or whatnot, just like you can't wait for a better exchange rate to, to go on your European vacation. The fact is, is we need to protect our wealth now. Yes, there's a 30% premium, but if you were to stay in Canadian dollars and look at the history of gold and silver in Canadian dollars mm-hmm. over the last, let's say, decade, decade and a half, it has done exactly its job. It's protected wealth and it's grown the wealth at the same time. And we're still low. So even though there's a, a premium on it, it's still so cheap to buy it today. I mean, we're talking buying silver at $22 an ounce Canadian. 
And while you're doing that, I want people to think about the one thing we want to highlight this week as being the excellent opportunity. If you haven't already done so, look into your TFSA, your tax-free savings account. This is one of the best single ways you can get into the gold and silver market while having the benefits of a tax-free savings account. And that is something that we would help you with at Guildhall Wealth Management. We recommend it. The benefits are tremendous. You get flexible withdrawals. You get you don't have to have an income to have the TFSA. You definitely have to have the money to invest, but it's investment choice. There's lifelong eligibility. There's no lifetime contribution limits, and there's no impact on your federal benefits or credits. So you can be, have a lot of flexibility, invest up to $46,500 if you're over the age of 26 at this point in time. And of course, this is going to get better as each year progresses. So again, a very good option for investing in gold and silver through Guildhall Wealth Management. Great show this guy uh, this week, guys. We'll, uh, we'll wrap it for another week. I'll give you some numbers just to close this off here. It is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. Get the precious metal advisor, the investor kit, and check out all the specials they have online as well. Till next week, more of The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640.